Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Who knew it would come so quickly? But it has. And tomorrow, it's here. One day more. Another day, another destiny. This never-ending road to Calvary. The impeachment trial. These men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time. One day more. It's like it was written for Donald Trump. The impeachment trial begins tomorrow. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. This is all going to be a spectacular waste of time. And I mean radically spectacular. We should be spending much more time on the Democrats saying $3,000 a year for every child. We brought this up a couple weeks ago. They're serious. They may have some support from Mitt Romney, the so-called Republican senator from Utah. We're talking about a massive expansion of the welfare state. We're talking about Andrew Yang's idea that freedom dividend, which is to say the universal basic income, coming to life. America paying people just for saying, hey, thanks for being an American. Here's a couple of bucks. Who'd it come from? Other Americans. Are they getting paid? Oh, hell no. They don't deserve it. Here's your dollars. Don't forget to vote for us. This is happening in real time. This is a dangerous, frightening subject and it is it, it it is nowhere to be found oh no 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 we go yeah it's it's all it's all about uh impeachment it's all about impeachment or it's about people thinking that florida is going to kill us all what do you think sonny how will how will you handle it going forward well, I'll continue to handle it as responsibly as possible by social distancing and wearing my mask and washing my hands and, and hopefully getting the vaccine as soon as it is available. But I got to tell you, in watching 22,000 fans uh, in the stadium yesterday, uh, most wearing masks, but then afterwards, revelers running all around without masks, I, I just kept on thinking super spreader event, super spreader event, super spreader event. And I was thinking about Governor DeSantis with, you know, lifting all of the restrictions i i thought you know florida's gonna kill all of us i i, I really that's totally rational totally rational and totally normal super bowl yesterday buccaneers 30 31 chiefs nine and uh, uh we're, we're all going to get killed so so as long as our focus is on the right spot but notice the conversation. Okay, maybe it was the Super Bowl, and maybe because it was just yesterday, it's something that would come up. I start looking through all the conversations that have been going on this morning. There's not much. There's only the question of whether or not impeachment is constitutional. Now, understand they're all saying it wrong. We have to say it right. He has already been impeached. He has been impeached twice by the U.S. House of Representatives. 
The question is, is there a constitutionality, something that is indeed constitutional about moving forward with conviction of someone who is no longer in office? This is the conversation. I believe that the 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 wholehearted it's it's almost like they're proud of their ignorance when they don't say it right. We all understand what they mean, but it just it, it just is is wrong that no one takes four seconds to just spell it out a bit better. The question before us on a constitutional nature is whether or not you can convict someone who isn't in office. I believe you can. If you were to say that you were going to impeach Donald Trump after he was out of office, well, then you that would be radical. That would be, as I see it, unconstitutional, and nothing should move forward. The impeachment took place before, so now the Senate, which has already voted to have this trial, has to actually hear it. Because what the conviction could do is say you no longer get to hold any office of, of, of honor within the United States. Ergo, you cannot run again. We all understand that this is what it's all about. It's all about Donald Trump not running again. I don't... Tell me you're you're a liberal. Tell me you're a conservative. None of it matters. The absolute insane, abject fear of Donald Trump is insane. It's insane. It's it is hard to imagine that this is happening. It really, truly is. That you have people still all they do. All they can do is is talk about Donald Trump. Everything, everywhere, all the time, every way. Trump, 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 dear Lord, people. How how much how how much was he your whole life and how bored are you without him? The answer is he was your whole life and you're wicked bored without him. But there's fear. There's fear to what he represents and fear to what he did. The argument made that, oh, the conservative movement can't move on if they're still part of Donald Trump, if it's Donald Trump's party. I I don't know whose party it is. I I, I don't know if it's Donald Trump's party or not. I don't know if there is, as the political left wants to put it, such a serious issue and divide with the political right. It's one of the reasons I'm going to CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. It is at the end of February. We will be there live. So this usually happens in the DC area, happens in a place called National Harbor. And it's the biggest gathering of conservatives and there's there's conferences and there's groups and there's, you know, how to be a better activist, and there's there's libraries and books you can buy. It, 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 there's a whole radio row, and I'm usually on radio row. And we do interviews, and it's fantastic. Well, this year Maryland, because of coronavirus, is like, yeah, you can't. We we refuse to do it. We refuse to host the gathering. So they said okay, and they're going to Orlando. So poor me, I have to go to Orlando in February. I know, I know. I do it for you. I just want that perfectly clear. But part of the reason we're going is to get an answer to this question. It is obvious to all of us that the left is obsessed with Donald Trump. 
That goes without question. It's also obvious to all of us that this conversation about impeachments, all of this talk about Trump did this or Trump didn't do that, it's 24-7 Trump. It is to destroy any chance he has of coming back, any chance he has of coming back at all. They don't, they are out of their head. This is, this, it's got to be fear because I can't imagine this is just, we really believe this is what's best for America. We'll, we'll get into what you guys think about best for America coming up. But that's where the left is. The question is, and I think a good question is, where is the political right? I do not listen to CNN when they try and tell me, well, the, the, the political right's having an identity crisis. The political left has to choose between Pelosiism and Ocasio-Cortezism, which you should hear her on the $15 an hour minimum wage. She proved me right. I'll get to that. So where is the political right? Are they the party of Trump or are they the party of conservatism? Do Republicans even know? How are they seeing going forward and are they talking to each other? Right? You've got Republicans uh, talking. They censured in Wyoming. They censured Liz Cheney because Liz Cheney voted for impeachment. Then you've got the Nebraska GOP and they are want to censure Ben Sass, which again... Unless you're looking to replace him, I don't quite get why you're, you're, why the effort is, is here. To send him a lesson? Uh, I've got some audio. He is not so interested in a lesson. That's, that seems obvious. But where is this party? Ag- agreed, a difference between the Republican and the conservative. I'm a conservative. I'm not a Republican. I align in terms of my voting there. But it doesn't mean I wouldn't go for a libertarian, and I have. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't look at something else, and I will. Conservative values matter greatly because I think they create the best opportunity for people to live their lives in, in a way with the most level of freedom. That's, that's absolutely what I believe. But is this party as messed up as some people want to say? Well, let's go and find out. And let's take away from them any narrative that they want to push. Let them stick to saying that Florida is going to kill us all because people were out celebrating a a Buccaneers victory without wearing a mask. Speaking of killing us all, Iowa has gotten rid of their mask mandates. The governor's saying we're done here. Does Iowa want to kill us all? Or is that just something fun to say? See, that's just it. Are they talking in any way with any uh, level of understanding about the Republican Party, or is it all just nonsense? That's what we're going to go find out. So that's the end uh, of the month. We at end of February. I, I, what are we there? The twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Yeah, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and we will be re- broadcasting live. We'll be sharing every single bit of it, and look forward to bringing it uh, to you. We'll get into the Super Bowl. I I didn't watch. Producer Ari is mad at me. And the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, I don't think he's wrong with this stand-down order, and I'll tell you what I mean. I'm Tony Katz. The Buccaneers 31, the Kansas City Chiefs 9, and it was on in my house because the kids were watching it because my wife is from Tampa Bay, 
And so, all right, it, it was it was on. After that, I wasn't paying attention. I was editing video. I was working on the show. I know I'm just terrible. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. I get that it's a cultural happening. So I made sure I was aware of what was going on, right? That, that much is true. I was aware of what was happening. But I wasn't, I just, I wasn't into the game. I haven't been into the season all season long. I haven't been into, well, well, much of it, really. And I, I, I don't know, I don't think anybody can really blame me for that. It, it, what, it, it hasn't been, what's the word uh, I'm looking for? Um, they don't care about me. Why do I care about them? That's it. But don't you think you're taking it a little too personally? I don't. I I, I know. I, I I reject that. Actually, I don't think I'm taking it personally at, at at all. I think they're the ones who said to me, "Um, you're not the fan that we uh care about, right?" You're not the fan <laughs> that matters. So I said, okay, if I'm not the fan that matters, then I'm not the fan that matters. Then I can't have you matter in my life. And that's all I did. All I did, all I said. Is that, is that a bad thing? I don't think so. I'm aware of what happened. I saw some of uh, the, the commercials. If the Super Bowl was uh, for me, they never would have had that halftime show. Producer Ari, wait, the it was weekend? the weekend. Yeah, how bad was it? I mean, I, I, I'm not a fan of the weekend anyway. It was, it was, it was whatever. I don't, I don't tune in for the halftime show, so I, I couldn't care, I could care less. I'm told to tune in for the whole experience, right? Everything that they're going to offer me. You know what? They offer me very little. They offer me very little. I, I wish they didn't. But they do. I, I wish they offered me better. I wish they treated me better. But they don't. Okay, I'm just moving on. But I watched. The best thing that happened in the commercials was Reddit. So Reddit is a, a message board? Sure. That's the way I can put it. I mean, they're not like a social media platform. They're a place you post something. Somebody else posts something. And somebody else posts, well, F you, and, and you know, it, it goes crazy from there, right? That's, that's what it is. Well, within that, uh, with that, Reddit bought an ad for the Super Bowl. But they didn't buy a 30-second ad. They didn't buy a 60-second ad. They bought a five-second ad. Reddit purchased a five-second ad. And it went by so quickly that people were like, whoa, whoa, what's that? And then they went back and rewound, you know, or, or they found a screenshot and they read it. And Reddit wrote, wow, this actually worked. If you're reading this, it means our bet paid off. Big game spots are expensive, so we couldn't buy a full one. But we were inspired and decided to spend our entire marketing budget on five seconds of airtime. One thing we learned from our communities last week, they're talking about GameStop and AMC and the trading of stocks. One thing we learned from our communities last week is that the underdogs can accomplish just about anything when they come together around a common idea. 
Who knows? Maybe you'll be the reason finance textbooks have to add a chapter on attendees. Maybe you'll help r slash Super Bowl teach the world about the majesty of owls because it's actually spelled S-U-P-E-R-B-capital-O-W-L, superb owl. Maybe you'll even pause this five-second ad. Powerful things happen when people rally around something they really care about, and there's a place for that. It's called Reddit. That is a brilliant, brilliant way to reach people because you just got this show to talk about it. How much earned media did they just get? Right, earned media. So how much would it have cost them to buy an ad that I just basically read? Or uh, a Fox News or a Newsmax or an ABC or anybody else? That's what makes this so absolutely positively brilliant. Now, Ari's point is a legitimate one. It's the Super Bowl. It's a happening. You got to know that it's going on. I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. But I said to myself, when they wanted to get into what could only be described as lying, that I wasn't going to be a part of it. They're, you know, they, they, they want to engage social justice. They're more than welcome to. They want to engage Black Lives Matter. Well, we've got a problem because it's a Marxist organization. If they're not willing to say so, I can't go along with that. Right? I, there are some things I just simply cannot do. You, you can't get me to say, well, hey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's, she's going to vote the way you want. Yeah, I know that, but I'm not down. I'm not down with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Sorry. Not not my person. If she's at CPAC, do, if she's at the Conservative Political Action Conference, producer, all right, do I do the interview? Uh, See? Maybe. There it is. Sure. For, I mean, I, 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 what am I going to ask her? There, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily interested. You know, but, but you, you, you do the interview because, because it's, it's just going to be a, a freak show? It's not for me. That's just it. That's just it. Just because it's it's the NFL, they told me I don't count. They went about accepting falsehoods as facts and push, pushing them out there, as opposed to saying we believe these things and we're going to show. We're going to we're going to we're going to engage in those things. So they told me not to watch, and I didn't watch. I'm aware, but I didn't watch. Now, am I doing that with the Oscars and the Golden Globes and the Emmys? Well, yeah. I mean, if you'll give uh, Andrew Cuomo an Emmy, you're telling me not to pay attention to TV at all. I have no idea why Fox fired Lou Dobbs. I have no idea, and, and, I, and I can't get an answer, and I have no idea. If it's a lawsuit, well, that's a ridiculous reason to fire somebody. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. I don't think it was the lawsuit. That might be what they utilize as the excuse. But I don't think that's the reason. I think the reason is that Lou Dobbs was in the all Donald Trump all the time business. And what, what Fox wants to do is now something else. They just didn't want that. They want to make a, maybe they want to make a break. Maybe they're still recovering from what they did on election night, which 
I would argue they're still recovering on on what they did on election night. And what they did on election night, nothing more, nothing less than uh, they 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 screwed up. They absolutely, positively screwed up. That's what they did. They said, hey, uh, we're not uh, so sure that we don't want to just go along to get along in, in, in this way. We're just going to say Arizona. We're just going to say uh, Virginia. We're just going to say these these things. You know, that's um, that's it. Right? We're just, just going to do that. I mean, they fired Chris Steyerwalt. Chris Steyerwalt is, has, we've had him on the show. Nice dude. Bright dude. I think he completely missed the mark. And it was, it was, it was more than missing the mark. It was angry. It's like that there were people within the, in the staff that came off as angry towards the viewer for having, I don't know, done this to them. No one did anything to you. People have so internalized the, the, the Trump conversation, they've gotten themselves out of their heads. Uh, that much is completely and totally obvious. Obvious. Can't, can't be said any other way. I don't know where they think that helps them, right? I think it has, as we've clearly seen, most definitely hurt them. Most definitely hurt them. So they, they screwed up election day. They're still recovering from it. They've let a bunch of people go. Then you had Smartmatic, which basically powers the Dominion voting machines. Uh, they filing a $2.7 billion lawsuit and naming in that suit Lou Dobbs and naming in that suit Maria Bartiromo and others. They're not firing Maria Bartiromo. I mean, that's just that's just not happening. You don't even have to think of it. So I guess Lou Dobbs was the easier guy to let go of to try and uh, appease, if you will. But then again, it's a lawsuit. Lawsuits happen all the time. It doesn't mean you can fire anybody over it. So I'm at a loss. I, I really am. I am, at, I am at a loss. What I would say is that no one has promised a job for forever. No one promised Lou Dobbs a job for forever. Remember, he was a financial guy. He was a business guy. And then... On Fox Business, he was all Trump all the time. And they could easily be saying, yeah, we're done with this. We don't want any more of, of this. I can appreciate that. As, but they should have made that choice and that decision out loud. Instead of, oh, lawsuit, oh, we're firing. That is just a real, real ugly look and is only going to go further to make people angry at Fox then there's Nancy Pelosi in the case of the fine so follow this story Nancy Pelosi fined representative Louis Gohmert and who's he's out of Texas and Andrew Clyde He's out of Georgia, $5,000 each for not going through the metal detectors, which get you to the House floor. Now, I believe Republicans should take the metal detectors physically and throw them away. 
right? They should just absolutely positively throw them away. This is nonsense. Because I believe you should be able to wear a firearm on the House floor. I, I cannot even imagine that there's a real issue here. And the real issue is for all those people who were scared on January 6th, which I don't say they shouldn't have been, and they, they, they didn't have anything to protect them against except for a pencil, maybe you should have thought of that because some of us are thinking about that. Some of us are discussing that. But now they've got the metal detectors up, and Gomer and Clyde, they go around the metal detectors, and you're fined $5,000 each. Gomert, in his case, he went to the restroom. And then he came back. So he came back to the floor, came, came back through a side door, didn't go through there, because he went to the restroom, $5,000 fine. That's madness. I didn't even know she could do that. I'm not sure. I didn't know she could do that either. Someone asked me, where does the money go? I don't know. I assume that it pays for coffee in the break room. I have no clue. Or ice cream in the freezer. Uh, Oh, please. $5,000 is not enough money to pay for the ice cream that Nancy Pelosi has in the freezer. My gosh. What is she supposed to do? Just eat Haagen-Dazs? You make me sick, producer Ari. Sick that you would think that of the speaker. But now the story is that she entered the floor through something called the speaker's lobby. There's a there's this area, right? And she entered the floor through that area and it was caught by Representative Rodney Davis. And he's like, wait a second, you didn't go through the metal detectors. So now the Republicans are demanding that she pay the $5,000 fine that she put on these other members of Congress. You'll notice that this story is not getting spoken about. And that is because the rules, the rules are for you, you schmuck, not for them. And every time they want to say to us that we're all in this together, they do something that shows you no, we're not. You're in this where we put you, and we're going to do what we want to do. We're Governor Gavin Newsom going out to eat dinner, sitting with friends, even though we tell you to stay at home and wear a mask. We're the mayor of Austin, Texas, telling you to stay home while we're on vacation in Mexico. We're the, we're the mayor of Denver, John Hancock. Was it, was it Mark Hancock? I forget. Michael, Michael Hancock, that's it. And we're going to tell you not to travel for Thanksgiving and then immediately get on a plane and go to Mississippi. This is who they are. This absolute hate. This absolute hypocrisy. And we see it so clearly. So there's no doubt that she should be paying the fine. Hashtag pay the fine should be out there. Republicans should gather and demand that she pay the fine. No one, she has to write a $5,000 check. And remember, she's worth millions. Million, politics pays money, baby. Remember, she's the one who had $100,000 in options on Tesla stock. Just as Joe Biden decided that all government vehicles would go electric. How, how lucky, huh? Just serendipitous of the speaker that she bought the Tesla stock. And then and then uh, President Biden said we're going to go all electric with uh, all government vehicles. That's just, that is just good fortune. 
Sometimes, sometimes you just get lucky. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Make her pay the fine. And if she doesn't, just know, understand that they really believe there are two Americas and you have to do what you're told. And that's not just, you know, whether you walk through a metal detector, whether you open your business at all. You have to do what you're told and they do whatever they want. And that's pretty disgusting. We shouldn't stand for it. I'm Tony Katz. So let's talk about that Super Bowl. The Super Bowl had, of course, the ads that go along with it. I mean, there was the game, and it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Kansas City Chiefs, 31-9. to Tom Brady over 200 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Patrick Mahomes in a rare game where he just could not throw. Two interceptions for him, no touchdowns. It's the way it went. But the ads were, of course, always interesting. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669. And one of the ads was called The Middle. And it was an ad from Jeep, the, 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 the car, right? You, you've maybe driven one. You maybe always wanted one. It was a Jeep ad. thought it was interesting. The middle. I don't know what they were going to do. I, I, I watched it just like everybody else. Turns out the middle was an ad that had nothing to do with Jeeps. It had to do with politics. It stars Bruce Springsteen. Now, how you get Bruce to do an ad, I don't actually know how much money Jeep had to throw at him. But it was indeed a political ad as they center on a church. There's a chapel in Kansas standing on the exact center of the lower 48. It never closes. All are more than welcome to come meet here in the middle. It's no secret. The middle has been a hard place to get to lately. Between red and blue, between servant and citizen, between our freedom and our fear. Now, fear has never been the best of who we are. And as for freedom, it's not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to us all. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. And we need that connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the very soil we stand on is common ground. So we can get there. We can make it to the mountaintop, through the desert, and we will cross this divide. Our light has always found its way through the darkness. And there's hope on the road up ahead.
So that's the that's the ad. Um, and then and then it, it was like the re the re the reunited states of, of America. And you look at that ad and say, okay, they want to bring people together. They're going down the unity uh, track. Um, they could have stolen that from a Joe Biden speech, which is funny because Joe Biden probably stole it from somebody else. The entire conversation about the middle is a conversation that actually doesn't exist because we can't agree on what the middle is. The middle is not a place where you tell me, well, Tony, here's, here's, you just go along with us. You just go along with us and then that'll be the middle. With all due respect, the political left is not in the middle. In that ad, uh, Bruce Springsteen says we have to understand uh, that the the the, the dirt uh, uh, in which we stand is common ground, right? The idea that we're all Americans, and the answer is no, it's not. If only because I'm paying attention. How many people have decided that the common ground that we stand on is racist and bigoted and awful? And heck, remember the whole conversation about uh, of Reconquista? The whole idea uh, that Southern California should be given back. There was actually an ad done by Absolute Vodka called Absolute Reconquista. Do you do you not remember that ad? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely I do. So no, we don't have a, a middle. What we have is a fundamental problem where we think we have to actually come together. No, we don't. Let me give you a better way to look at it, Bruce. Jeep. And I like Jeeps. I like Jeeps. I, 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 have, I have no problem with Jeep whatsoever. I think they just went about some terrible advertising. This was the kind of ad campaign usually left for Gillette. The key is that the left should stop trying to tell me how to live my life. They should stop trying to kick me off social media. They should stop trying to attack my sponsors and get me off the air. They should stop calling me racists and bigots. And they should go about living their lives and pushing their policies based on the value of their policies. Stop it with the name calling. Stop hating me. Stop lying about me. Stop deciding because one person does something, next thing you know I'm a conspiracy theorist because I'm quoting John Locke. It is not my fault that I understand Bastiat and you are like, did I see that movie? Same my problem. The common ground conversation only exists when we accept the fact that America in and of itself is good. The things that we can work on to be better can indeed be better. These things may take time, but they very well could possibly be worth it. But you don't destroy the ground in which you stand on. Of what value is the soil under our feet if there are some who are salting the earth? You gotta let people live. 
And right now, Bruce, there's an entire political party and segment of America that isn't willing to do that. They don't want me to live. They want me destroyed. So where's the middle in that? It was a bad ad. Never mind that Bruce wasn't the right guy for it. He's Jersey. He ain't Kansas. I'm Tony Katz.